being able to reach all these people has been a dream for me. I don't feel, I feel like everything that's happening to me is my dream. I wake up every day and be like, I cannot believe I have all these people interested in what I have to say. And the impact that I've had on people has been so rewarding that I can't even imagine anything else coming, you know? I can't, I can't believe what would come next. Welcome to episode 116 of the Running on Ohm podcast. This is your host, Julia Hanlon, and I'm excited to have Lottie Bilderichi, creator of Running on Veggies, health coach, plant-based chef, and runner on the podcast. I started the Running on Ohm podcast because hearing the stories of wellness pioneers changed my life. And by bringing you conversations with inspiring minds from health, nutrition, yoga, running, artistic, and spiritual backgrounds, I believe that these people can help transform your life. If this is your first time tuning into Running on Ohm, welcome. And if you've been listening regularly, thank you so much for supporting the show. I cannot tell you how much it means to me to hear from you. Whether it be your words on Instagram, a tweet, a Facebook comment, or email about how Running on Ohm is impacting your life, it makes my day every time I hear from one of you. So please join in the conversation by liking the Running on Ohm Facebook page. If you want to help spread the word about Running on Ohm, it's pretty easy. All you have to do is tell someone about the podcast. Maybe you tell your running partner, your mother, your brother, your yoga teacher, your cousin, or even your dog. Word of mouth is really powerful, and I believe these conversations can plant seeds of inspiration in those around you. If you want to help me better this podcast for all of you, please consider leaving a review on iTunes. It'll help Running on Ohm gain more visibility on the iTunes interface, and also help me improve this podcast for your listening experience. I'm committed to giving you this podcast for free. And I want to bring some of the most incredible people I know. So please leave a review on iTunes. It'll take you less than five minutes and make a world of difference. In today's conversation, I talk with Lottie about how she inspires others to quite simply eat more plants with her Instagram account, her work as a health coach, and plant-based chef. Lottie shares the story of how starting to run was really the catalyst for a change in her diet. She wanted to learn how she could train at her best and recover faster. Lottie began sharing recipes on her Instagram account running on veggies, and little did she know that her pictures of food would inspire thousands, I'm serious, thousands of people to try cooking plant-based meals. As young millennials with a passion for holistic health, Lottie and me have been supporting one another over the past few years with our journeys, and I'm so excited to finally have her share a story with all of you. Welcome, Lottie, to the Running on Ohm podcast. Hi, I'm so happy to be here and finally be able to do this interview with you. Yeah, this is a long time coming. <laughs> first connected on Instagram. I don't even know if it was two years ago. And I remember seeing your account and being like, there's another young girl in the world out there like me who's just as into <laughs> plant-based nutrition and recipes. And it's been amazing to watch your evolution. I'm so happy we get to talk today. Thank you. You too. I think we both watch each other grow. And it's so nice to have someone your age um, passionate about the same things that you are. Totally. So for you, Lottie... When did health and nutrition become something that you were passionate about or even just aware of in your own life? 
So I think I really understood what health was when I started to when I started running. I think I started running three or four years ago. Um, I fell in love with the sport, and then I looked at nutrition. I was overweight, and I just and I said I want to run faster. I want to utilize every workout to the best of my ability. Um, nutrition, I knew nutrition would be a big factor because one, I was overweight, and two, I wanted to recover quicker so that I could go back to my next workout. So I think around the same time that I started running, uh, I just learned how important nutrition was then. And was plant-based nutrition something that you were aware of at that time? Yeah, I was never fully vegan. I think that was a big misconception with my whole running um, on Veggie's Instagram. I always incorporated fish and eggs into my diet. I Once I started eating a cleaner diet, I cut out red meat and chicken, and I just felt much better. So I was always surrounded by vegans and vegetarian eating just because I live in New York, and there are so many restaurants and cookbooks and just people around you. It's just like a normal thing now. So I was always familiar with that kind of lifestyle. Tell me a little bit more specifically about how you learned how to cook because now you are a chef and you make incredible recipes. Was that a pretty natural thing for you to do? Well, I would say I grew up in the kitchen. My grandma, her name was Lottie Challen. She was known to be like the best cook in my community. My mom's also a great cook. She does that for a living also. So I definitely grew up in the kitchen. My mom knew from a young age that I was going to be in the kitchen. Because even when I wasn't eating healthy, I was always cooking something. And I always loved to feed people. It's my way of showing like love and, and affection for people. I love to cook for people. And people. How long do you think it took for you to really see the benefits of a more plant-based and healthier diet, either on your running or in your life? Mm-hmm. So I really went cold turkey. Um, the first week was really tortured because I was detoxing. My body was used to so much processed foods that it was so hard for me to have energy without eating sugar, without eating all these refined carbohydrates. So, um, I think I really started to reach the benefits doing it for a couple of weeks. You see, you see results right away for sure. You, your energy is better. Um, you feel lighter. You feel cleaner. So it's a matter of weeks. And who for you at that transitionary time was an inspiration or a guiding force? Were there certain books or online resources mm-hmm. that you looked to? Yeah, well, I definitely say Scott Jerick was like my number one guy, and Brandon Breather, who founded. Vega. I was reading both books simultaneously and I was just like amazed by what they did and how much they accomplished on this plant-based diet. I love that book, Eat to Run by Scott Jerk. He's like my idol. Yeah, he's pretty amazing. I'd hope to have him on the podcast someday. <laughs> At that time, how did your family react? If food was love in your family, food is something <laughs> that you come together around, how did they react to your big change? So It was funny, the same time that I started eating better, my mom did and my sister did, so it was a big change for all of us. We all knew what to do, but it's just taking action, and we were all in it together, and I think having people um, surround yourself with people who also believe in the same things that you do makes it a lot easier. Completely. I would totally agree to have that community support there. For you, your progression has really been throughout your college and your young adulthood. 
How has that gone on for you as a young adult, obviously navigating the world in a society that is pretty unhealthy and a lot of young people bond over, you know, a burger or going out to the pizza joint? Oh, I see, I see it totally opposite. I think we're all bonding over healthy eating and working out and running. Because, honestly, in my class in school, like, we'll be put into groups, and then somehow my Instagram account comes up, and then another girl loves Ezekiel bread, and now we're best friends, you know? So I think, I think it's become more trendy to eat healthier and setting aside the burgers and all that. That's so cool. Yeah, I love how you have that other side, that other perspective to it because there is a really big desire in our generation at the same time to follow more of a healthier plant-based diet. For you, what has been the progression starting this Instagram account that has now has, I don't even know, like 100,000 followers? <laughs> yeah, 100,000. It feels it like really it. Blew up. <laughs> did you anticipate that and why did you even start the account? It was so funny. I was like, I'm making all this food, and I love food, and I love running. I'm like, let me just make an Instagram account and not tell anybody. I didn't want any of my friends to know. I didn't want to be judged. I didn't want, I didn't want it to be my identity, which it totally is now, but I'm okay with it. Um, and I just started just posting random food. I didn't expect anything to come from it, not nearly as big. Like, I was like, oh, my God, I'm never going to be that person that has a K next to their name, you know? And I think it just evolved because I started posting recipes and people started making them and sharing them with their followers and just an unbelievable community of people on Instagram that you could reach out to. And they're some of my best friends I found on Instagram. That's amazing. It happened so organically. Yeah, I think that's the best part that it just rippled so organically. And I think that was the key for me. And it's provided some incredible opportunities. I know you've worked with Candle Cafe as a recipe developer. Was that something mm -hmm. that came from Instagram? No, that was way before Instagram. They used to come. So um, in Jersey, every every summer, I go to Jersey for the summer, and we have this event called Lottie's Kitchen. It's to raise money for a kitchen that um, me and my family founded in honor of my grandmother, who loved to be in the kitchen. And that kitchen feeds people in Israel who... Don't have, don't have food, can't get food, are in the hospital, things like that. So Candle Cafe comes every year, and they do a demo at the event. And I was always, like, the side woman, like, trying to help them do everything. And then from there, they just approached me, and they're like, we have a new cookbook coming out. We would love for you to help us develop recipes and test recipes. And we have events coming up. And just, like, small little things, I would they would always call me, and I'd always be happy to do whatever they needed. And is that a relationship that you're still working with? Yeah, I think I always look at them as my mentors, and whenever they need something, I'm always there. And it's just a great relationship to have. Joy and Bart have been, they're the owners of Candle, and they have been amazing to me. They really took me in as part of their family. That's really beautiful. And I know Kara Goucher oh my God, yeah. on Running on Ohm, she was another person you connected with with Instagram. Tell us about yeah. that story. It's pretty wild. So when she first reached out to me, I thought it was a joke. I felt like someone in my family put a joke on me because they all knew I idolized her. Like whenever she commented on my pictures, I would take a screenshot of the picture of my phone and send it to my mom and be like, look who just commented. So when she emailed me and she asked me to come to this event, she was having a Napa. I was like totally starstruck. I was so excited. My whole world was like changing. And 
she has been like one of my best friends, I would call her, and she's been so great, and I'm so excited to like work with her in other projects, and it's been a lot of fun. What was the event in Napa like, and what kind of work did you do there specifically? So the event in Napa was amazing. It was really intimate, around 50 women. I was there to do um, a food demo and just show these runners how to incorporate healthy food into their diet, how to recover quicker, how to eat better before they work out, and just show them different recipes and open their eyes to different ingredients. So let's talk a little bit more about how runners can become better eaters and fuel their bodies in a more holistic way. What do you say to a runner who feels like eating healthy is going to take either too much time to prepare the food or is going to be too expensive? How do you respond to that? So I think if you could make it as complicated as you want, it really doesn't have to be complicated. And I think I I show that through the recipes that I post. But most of the time, they require two ingredients. And it's, you know, it's like I made... I made meatballs, like vegan meatballs with just leftover rice and beans, you know. It doesn't have to be complicated. Incorporating superfoods, it's just like you don't need to eat a ton of it, you know. And just having a well-stocked pantry is really important. Um, and buying stuff on sale, buying stuff that, that's um, in season is really important. I'm a big believer in frozen fruit and vegetables, always having that on hand. I think the biggest part is having things, um, having a good pantry. I think that will save you a lot of time and a lot of energy. Is to always have that back stock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Into your pantry right now. What would you <laughs> say are the five most important ingredients to you, or the things that people may not expect that are really an essential part of your cooking? So, if you were to look at my, it's, it's an, I have so much food sent to me on a daily basis. <laughs> There's like so much stuff, but. Things that I, that, I, that I personally eat on a daily basis would be a lot of leafy greens, um, legumes, winter squashes. I love grapefruit. I think I have like one or two grapefruits every day. Almond milk is essential for me. I have like a V, like um, it's my dessert every night. I just steam up a little stevia, almond milk, cocoa powder, and it's like a hot chocolate. That's my favorite thing to have. Um, I always have oatmeal on hand because you could use it as a flour if you grind it up, and you could it goes great with any cooking whenever I'm making a recipe. Um, I'm just keeping it, like a lot of legumes. Uh, what else do I have? Um, I think that's really it. A lot of nuts and seeds, almond butters, organic eggs. I I probably go to the store like once or twice a week. I don't even do, you know people are like all there every day. I don't even do that. Out of all the recipes you've ever shared, whether it be on your Instagram account or on your blog, what one has gotten the most amount of traction, and why do you think that is? Oh, so yeah, I just wrote a um, a blog post about that, and it was definitely the banana peanut butter bread. I think people just, it was appealing because it was so easy to make. It just required a couple of ingredients. You didn't need crazy tools. Um, You could store it. You can make it in muffins. You can make it in a loaf. It's been one of my best recipes, I think. And when you're going into the kitchen to create the recipes, do you get inspired by certain blogs out there, or is it pretty much your own experimentation where they're coming from? Yeah, I love getting inspiration from different blogs. I love Oshi Glows. There's, like, a couple other blogs that I love. I follow all the accounts that I love. But just even, like, watching TV shows that 
like the cooking channel, I'm watching it all day. I love the chew. I watch that on a daily basis. And they just like make things that are unhealthy and then I just forget how to make it healthy. And I think that's also really important to me. It's like research, you know? And you're almost a scientist in trying to replace yeah. ingredients and try new ingredients. It's really beautiful. Thanks. <laughs> have you ever thought about what it'd be like to get on one of the cooking shows and to have your own show? Oh my god, that's like that would be a dream. I don't know. I, I, I feel like I don't have the personality to do that. You have to be really entertaining, and I don't know. That would be really cool. I think maybe starting a YouTube channel. That's something I look forward to in the future. Yeah, I think that would be amazing. I mean, just seeing how much traction your Instagram account has had. I feel like people would love to get to know you a little bit further through YouTube. I think yeah, I don't know. I'm scared to be on camera. I'm not. I have this class in school called video production, and I was the the guest on the show. We had to do like a mock TV show, and I was so nervous. I don't know if I could do it. I think you probably. <laughs> I think you probably warm up to it. So, what are you studying in school? Um, right now, I'm in school for advertising and marketing communications. I have my I have my associate's degree, and I'm going for my bachelor's degree. And how do you feel like that aids the work you do in the kitchen and in your health coaching? I think it, it's really important because it's the like you have to deal with business stuff. Not only I'm not only creating recipes, but I'm dealing with other companies, different friends. So it really it's great to relate that what I'm learning in school with what I'm doing right now because blogging is a full time job for most people. You mm-hmm. also are studying at the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. Tell me more about yeah. your studies there and what you hope to come from it. So I first signed up, I'm like, you know what, let me just do this. It'll be great to sit next to my name. I didn't think I was going to learn much from it, but I have learned and gained so much knowledge just from, like, the couple months that I'm doing it so far. It's been amazing to hear, like, Alicia Silverstone speaks, Dr. Oz, Dr. Furman, all these great, intelligent people talking about their, like, their niche, and each person is so knowledge in what they do, so it's a great you get to see their perspective on things. So it's been amazing. That's incredible. Who out of those people would you really want to meet? One of the speakers? Oh, I love Alicia Silverstone. And Dr. Furman has been a really big role model for me. So those two people would be, um, it would be amazing to meet them. Who is Dr. Furman? I'm embarrassed to say I don't know what he is. He is, he wrote this book called Eat to Live and he has a cookbook called Eat to Live. And his philosophy of eating is very much the way that I believe in eating. Um, just no processed food, mostly plant-based. Um, your protein should be like a sprinkle and a garnish to the vegetables on your plate. Um, and he and he um, says this, that's very funny and I think it's very interesting. And people are always scared to be hungry, but I think being hungry is a good thing. And it means that your body digests its food and it's ready for more food. So people always eat before they're hungry, but truth be told, it's good to be hungry. So he's a big believer in that, and I think that really clicks with me. That's really interesting. I've never heard anyone say in that Mm -hmm. way that it's okay to be hungry. It's a very human thing. I know listening to your body has also been paramount in your journey with running because you have dealt with some injuries and setbacks over the past couple years. How has that been Uh for you? So, yeah, in the beginning, whenever I got an injury, it was really devastating, and it would just, like, take over my world. But I learned that life goes on, and there's other things, and just trying to focus on the things you could do and not be so down on what you can't do. 
Yes, completely. And where are you at right now with your training? Are you training for anything in particular and are you injury free? Right now I have nothing on the agenda, but hopefully I want to do a tri- the New York City triathlon this summer. I fell in love with the pool. Um, and I've been swimming a ton, a ton. And this winter has been so cold and horrible. So um, getting my cross training in has been easy. That's awesome. And for the triathlon in New York City, what distance is it? Is it sprint or Olympic? I think it's an Olympic distance. I didn't look into it too much. I think it's a 10K run, a little less than half a mile swim, and I'm not sure about the bike ride. But um, I think that would be a cool new adventure to, to dive into. Yeah, that would be amazing. And do you have training partners you work with, or do you use your training as your alone time? So it's great. I'm surrounded by a bunch of great people who are always staying active and running. There's always someone to run with or swim with. Um, Right now, I work with City Coach, who um, Jonathan Kane is my coach, and he's been unbelievable, just like listening to my nonsense and being able to alter training to my needs. What kind of advice do you have for listeners out there who are battling injury currently and being able to see the light at the end of the tunnel? I think it's really important to understand why this injury happened to you and assess that and maybe set your goals for the long term. Like, I was always dealing with injuries when I was running long distance. Um, and I just, like, accepted the fact, you know, maybe I'm too young for this. Maybe um, the marathon's not for me. Maybe in another 10 years I could run the marathon. It's important to be honest with yourself. And sometimes is it worth the injury? Um, like, is running worth the injury sometimes? So you have to see and you have to make sure that you're strong enough and focus on other things. And, like, if you can't swim, if you can't run, you could always swim. There's always something you could do. It's always looking for the positive and the other option. And I feel like your life is so full enough with all your coaching and cooking and studies that if you can't run, you still got a lot going on. Yeah, I try, I try to keep busy because if I'm ever injured and um, I'm ever down, I have things to look forward to. But it's important that your life isn't running. For a long time, my life was running. And when I got injured, I was just devastated. So it made me, it, it was kind of a blessing because I realized how many other things I have going for me. And it's not only running and there's so many other things going on. With your health coaching, it's something you're continuing to develop. What has been really exciting for you with it? And tell me at least just one story about someone you're working with and seeing the transformation. Yeah, so I just launched my website where I did talk about both what I do and my health services. I never, I couldn't believe how rewarding it was um, to be a health coach. I just started this week with a couple of people and I'm already getting emails like, I did all my shopping yesterday, I'm so excited, I got all these new ingredients and and they tried new recipes and just new foods and they're looking forward to eating this way forever. And I think it's important to give people knowledge and not just like a menu, you know, because I want them to be able to do this without me and then then be able to teach other people, like make it a ripple effect and not just make it like, oh, here's what you should be eating this, this, and this, and understand why they're eating what they're eating and what time they should be eating. And, and so they're confident in their own decisions and they know what they're doing is right because a lot of the times you could get scrutinized from other people and if you're insecure about what you're doing you're going to start questioning it and I want them to be able to have the right answers for other people so that they feel confident in themselves yes that's so huge to feel that empowerment and what you're putting into your body 
2015 and beyond, what is it ahead for you? Have you ever thought about writing a cookbook? It sounds like a YouTube channel may be in the works. <laughs> a cookbook would be ideal. I get that question all the time. I think it would be amazing to have my name published on something um, and be able to reach people all over the world. I don't know. Like, kudos. I'm telling you, if you told me what, what my life was last year, right now is what my life would be, I wouldn't believe you. So I don't know what opportunities to come. I just say yes to everything and and take a leap of faith. So who knows? I don't know. Maybe I'll have my own TV show next year. <laughs> who knows? Yeah, maybe on Food Network. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Dream big, you know? Nothing, no dream is too, is too big, I think. So what, give me one dream. What is a dream of yours that you have? I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, I'm telling you, I feel like, honestly, like, I feel like I'm living my dream. Connecting with Tara Goucher and being able to reach all these people has been a dream for me. I don't feel, I feel like everything that's happening to me is my dream. I wake up every day and be like, I cannot believe I have all these people interested in what I have to say. And the impact that I've had on people has been so rewarding that I can't even imagine anything else coming, you know? I can't I can't believe what would come next. That's incredible. You're living your dream. <laughs> I yeah, I really feel like I, I'm just being able to reach all these people. To close it all up, I've started a new running on ohm tradition called the grab bag. So for ninety seconds I'm gonna ask you a couple fun either or questions. You can answer them in a word or a sentence and we'll see how many you can complete. Okay. Favorite race distance. 13.1. What did you have for breakfast today? For Anna. The most beautiful view you've ever seen and where? Oh, God. Uh, the beach in Jersey. My favorite. Your favorite day of the week? I like Mondays for some reason. Mountains or oceans? Oceans. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? To run forever and never get injured. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> run with or without music? I have to say with, and I feel like I would get killed for that, but you know what? It just enhances my run, so with music. Early bird or night owl? Early bird, for sure. A book you think everyone should read? Eat to run. In another, life, in another life, you wish you had this talent. I don't pass. <laughs> a blank a day keeps the doctor away. Hmm. For, uh, yeah, fruit and vegetables. That's like... One place in the world you haven't visited that you'd love to go to. Um, well, I did visit Australia and I do want to live there. But I do want to go to Colorado because Tara's always sending me pictures and it looks amazing. That's a wrap, Lottie. Thank you so much for sharing your story. This was a blast. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to episode 116 of the Running on Ohm podcast with Lottie Bilderichi, creator of Running on Veggies, health coach, plant-based chef, and runner. I'm committed to giving you all some of the most incredible people I know on this podcast and want to continue to do so. 
please help Running On Ohm grow by spreading the word about this podcast. Telling one person is all it takes. And if you want to help me better this podcast for all of you, please consider leaving a review on iTunes. It'll help Running On Ohm gain more visibility on the iTunes interface and also help me better this podcast with your feedback. Both will take you less than five minutes. Tell someone, leave a review, make my day. These next few weeks, I also have some exciting podcasts in store. So stay up to date with Running on Ohm by finding us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and I'd love to hear from you. This is your host, Julia Hanlon, and I hope you have a beautiful day.